Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Here's Alexis Sanchez. What a finish. Walcott's going to go through and score. Into the middle. Giroud is two. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 26th of October 2015. I'm Russell Hargreaves and on today's show we'll be talking to Per Mertesacker about his memories of making the step up to first team football. Former Arsenal star Stephen Hughes joins us as well as our Arsenal insider. And of course, as ever, Adrian Clark is here to preview the Swansea City game. But let's kick off with the weekend review. Arsenal hosted Everton at the Emirates Stadium back on Saturday, hoping to build on the unforgettable midweek victory against Bayern Munich. Well, the Gunners had to be patient to find gaps in the visitors' resolute defence, but they kept probing, and in the 36th minute, Olivier Giroud was on hand again to break the deadlock, following another inch-perfect pass from Mesut Ozil. Here is Ozil on the right-hand side for Arsenal, looking to curl in towards Giroud with a header! <laughs> Arsenal have the breakthrough. Everton switch off at the back. Olivier Giroud promoted to the starting lineup for this game against Roberto Martinez's side has justified his selection with the opening goal. We're only 10 games in, but that was already Mesut's seventh assist of the season, making him the leading provider in the Premier League. He really is on fire at the moment. And less than two minutes later, the Gunners had doubled their advantage when Laurent Koscielny powered his near-post header past Tim Howard. He answers his critics and those that doubt him with goals. And full credit to Arsenal's French striker. Scored a couple for France against Denmark recently. In comes the free kick. Whipped in. Koscielny with a header. And that is another two in two. Lauren Koscielny this time from close range. And given Everton's supposed strength at the back with Stones and Jagielka, they should be much better. But it's Arsenal that are ripping them to shreds at the moment with high balls in the box. Oh, you can't believe it. It's a great whip ball in from Santa Gazzola with his right foot on the angle. And Olivier Giroud and Laurent Koscielny and Gabriel are the ones that go with. But it's only Koscielny on the move that really attacks it. And you've got to give him credit. He's got to be brave to go in. There's a lot of bodies in there. And he just gets in front of Tim Howard. Makes the run to the centre-half. And just nods it in front of him. It's a great delivery from Santi Cazorla. And a brave header from Laurent Koscielny. 2-0. 
The Vistas did manage to pull one back before half-time when Ross Barkley's strike took a wicked deflection off Gabrielle to find the roof of the net, but the Gunners stood firm after the interval to secure their third win in seven days. Arsenal are now level on points with Manchester City at the top of the table, second only by goal difference. And Arsene Beng is delighted with his side's league position after a difficult start to the campaign. Very pleasing because uh, we were in a crisis after the first game, you know, and uh, nine games later, nobody would have predicted that. So that shows we relied on our spirit, on our uh, togetherness and on our desire to do well. And it worked, so let's continue with these ingredients. The manager was also full of praise for Mesut Ertzel in his post-match media conference. I think uh, rather than talking about him, I would prefer to watch him again play. Because if you love to watch football, you love to watch Ozzy. Uh, A combination of uh, quality of uh, the touch, intelligence and uh, team attitude. He's a real team player. I said that yesterday in the press conference, uh, but he, he puts his talent at the service of the team. He wants to help the team with everything, every simple thing he does, and that makes him efficient. Of course, Arsenal may not have secured all three points were it not for Peter Cech's vital save to deny Gerard Delafeu right at the death. The goalkeeper delighted with his contributions for Arsenal so far. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm pleased with the, with the way I'm, I'm contributing to uh, to the team and obviously today was another important save uh, and I thought that everybody's been uh, playing really well so you know they deserved a little bit of help from me as well. <laughs> and just very finally Arsenal top of the league albeit temporarily but you must be pleased with the start of the season. Yeah obviously we are so far so good I have to say because uh, you know you, you want to be there in the mix until you know from the start to the end and, and obviously since the season started we are there we are we are uh, about and and we, we try to stay there as long as, long as possible. Hector Bellerin also impressed against Everton and in midweek against Bayern Munich. The fullback has come a long way since making his first start against Borussia Dortmund some 12 months ago. And Per Mertesacker, who was part of the Gunners' back four that night, sat down with Arsenal media's Josh James to recall what it was like for him to make the step up to first-team football at Hanover. Per, going back to when you were a young player at Hanover, do you remember how difficult it was to make that step from youth team player to first-team player? Yeah, obviously it was a big step. Um, I guess for every player um, it's a big step, but um, I took it really seriously and really in my way, um, full commitment if you, if you do that and uh, try to give your best on the pitch, then you've got a good chance and opportunity to make this step. So I tried to be respectful to all my teammates and uh, obviously be brave and try to embrace the challenge, uh, the challenge um, uh, which came along and you have to take it. So, um, yeah, I took it uh, really seriously and that's why I'm here, uh, because I made uh, this step uh, very late. So um, I was not recognized as one of the big talents uh, in Hanover. So, but at the time I took football as a, as a hobby and so, yeah, it was easy for me um, then to, to make that step because no one really <coughs> gave something um, about me. So, uh, yeah, that, were my, uh, that was uh, the step and um, it helped a lot. 
it's not just about ability, is it, at that age? It's uh, the mentality and the physicality as well. What did you, out of those three things, what did you find the biggest challenge to, to step up? Mm, obviously, mentality plays a, played a big part for myself um, to show that I'm capable of doing things and uh, under pressure as well to stay calm uh, no matter what happens um, in this new environment that's always big pressure for a young pro or uh, a young scholar to come through and then have a bigger stage so um, even in training they're watching fans and uh, you have that little bit of pressure new manager and he wants to see everything from you so you will be watched and that is something um, I felt quite comfortable with so I didn't uh, had to I didn't have to change my game a lot so that was really easy I could stick to my uh, to my qualities to my abilities um, um, but as well to be brave to challenge um, the old lads in the team um, those who are in my position and you need obviously some luck, so there were quite a few injuries, um, so I could step up and train with the first team and get some games in pre-season. That is really important that you get the opportunity and obviously some luck and a manager um, that counts on you so or trusts you more or less. And Hanover was mid-table at that, um, just got uh, promoted. Um, in the Bundesliga, so it was more or less uh, they trusted young players. Youth played a big part in their development, so they took always a few players to preseason, and then they uh, watched them. And I was lucky enough to get uh, um, to get the possibility to show myself, and it went quite well. Um, never, nevertheless, I had to finish school, my A grade, so it was always <clears throat> difficult to find the balance to go to school in the morning, um, even when the manager wanted me to train with the first team in the morning. So that was always difficult to handle. Um, but I remember my, my manager went with, with me to the school and said, look, we've got a great opportunity here. This kid uh, can do really well. So we need to find a balance between obviously finishing, finishing it off, the job at school what was for me very important, but as well, develop as a footballer and not um, missing the train that is really there for me to getting somewhere getting a professional so and uh, we balanced it quite well so when I review it back I can really say um, I have to thank all those guys who were involved managers teachers as well um, to get me through and uh, so I finished with the A grade and Developed myself as a, a Bundesliga player um, in my first season. Uh, got a couple of games, especially at the end, um, and we saved ourselves from not being relegated. So that was <clears throat> so the first two season, uh, the first uh, two season, or the first season was uh, yeah quite quite good for me in terms of uh, finishing my A grade and not getting relegated and playing a part. So. Yeah, as I said, thanks to all those who were really involved in that.
Arsene Wenger might be looking to call on a selection of Arsenal's young stars in Tuesday's Capital One Cup tie at Sheffield Wednesday. But one thing's for sure, the manager will be hoping for a lot less drama than four years ago. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! Would you believe it? Or Charlie George who can hit him. On October the 30th, 2011, Arsenal came from four goals behind to beat Reading 7-5 in a thrilling League Cup fourth-round tie. A shocking start saw the Gunners concede four times in the opening 37 minutes, but a remarkable second-half comeback, which included a last-gas equaliser from Theo Walcott, took the game to extra time. Coquelin gets the ball in towards Marouan, Shamak headed down, Walcott with a chance! Maran Shimak and Pavel Pogrevniak swapped goals in extra time as penalties loomed, but then Arsenal struck twice more to secure their place in the quarter-finals of the competition. It was an incredible day for the Gunners fans and players alike, especially for lifelong Arsenal supporter Carl Jenkinson, who thought he'd scored his first goal for the club, only for it to be awarded to Theo Walcott after the match instead. It was one of them I was, I was told... Um... The story behind it was, is when I come in for after the game, uh, Dan, the press guy, said to me, um, he said, it's definitely your goal. He said the ref said that the full-time whistle, like that the ref said that the goal wouldn't have been given unless you had put it in the net. So going by the laws of the game, that's my goal. So I'm thinking, OK, I didn't even think twice about it. I thought, OK, great, it's my goal. And Theo was like, yeah, yeah, it's your goal, not a problem. Um, and then what I think's obviously happened, maybe the ref has had a look at the videos and thought, well, if I say it's, if I say it's Jenkinson's goal, then my lino looks a little bit silly. So he's probably thought, yeah, we'll give it to Theo. And I think that's just how it panned out. So I still look back at that a bit bitterly. That should have been my first goal. But, you know, there was a bit of hesitation. Was it my goal? Was it not my goal? After the goal, like, I want my first goal to be my first goal. Everyone knows it my, it's my goal. I can celebrate it like it's my goal. So maybe it's a good thing. However, Carl didn't have to wait much longer to experience the euphoric moment of scoring his first Arsenal goal when he struck against Norwich City later that season. A couple of challenges there, did really well. Mesut Ozil. Here is Gibbs, can Arsenal get the second goal? In Podolski, it's blocked, and Carl Jenkinson has scored his first ever Arsenal goal. It was in the stars, and he's done it. Oh, he looks happy with that. He's very pleased. It took him a couple of seasons, but... Um... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He has been forcing his way into the box. As we saw earlier on, when he had the opportunity, he probably could have gone down. Takes a little deflection on the way in, but good work initially from Podolski to keep the ball. Well, that's all for this week's history lesson. Now it's time to meet our Arsenal insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. I'm very pleased to say that our Arsenal insider this week is the former Gunners midfielder Stephen Hughes, who, of course, you can also hear on the Arsenal player, the Matchday Show, you name it. I'm really pleased to say that he's making his debut on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hughesy, always a pleasure. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure for me to make my debut, actually, on this on this show. So, looking <laughs> forward to it. All good. Good to have you on, mate. And we'll just go with what we've been hearing about, first of all. Do you remember that Arsenal 7 Reading 5 Capital One Cup game? Do you know what? I don't think, you, I don't think if you watched it, you, you'll always remember it. It was, an, it was an incredible game. I remember sitting there watching it with my uh, brother and a couple of pals and being hugely annoyed and angry. I'd be upset probably at half-time. But the way we came back in the second half was... Uh, it's pretty incredible. So anyone that watched it will always remember it, I'm sure. <laughs> and obviously going back to the weekend just gone, as we've been hearing in the weekend review, that Everton game, it's one that Arsenal potentially could have maybe drawn a season or two ago. And hopefully it's a sign of them just really kicking on. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it, it, it was an improvement. I think the last sort of 15, 20 minutes, we had to dig deep, actually. And, uh, you know, I think there were a lot of tired legs from the midweek exertions against Bayern Munich. But, uh you know, credit to them. You know, they kept their shape well. There was, it was an entertaining game for sure. There were chances both sides second half. Road our luck a little bit. Great save, Peter Cech late on in the game. But overall, I think we just about edged the game and, and delighted to hold on to win, to win it, obviously. As you were saying pre-match, of course, uh, another of your former clubs, wasn't it? Any split loyalties or were you deep down supporting the boys in red and white? Oh, no, no, there's no, no split loyalties for me. Obviously, uh, obviously, as a kid, I was at Arsenal, so I'm an Arsenal fan through and through and all the players are. But obviously, keep an eye for the ever results wasn't up there as long as I'd, I'd have liked, but I had, had a nice time. It's a fantastic football club, so I always, uh, always keep my eye for their results, for sure. So, really good win for Arsenal. Back joint top of the Premier League on goal difference. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, a player we'd like to talk about, obviously in for Aaron Ramsey. Um, how do you think he took his chance, Steve? Yeah, OK. okay. It's, it's obviously difficult. I know myself quite well, you know, sometimes when you get your opportunity and, and you've been waiting for it and you've got to be quite patient, and I think actually Oxlade-Chamberlain has had to do that this season as well, and you know, he has had to be patient. So it's difficult sometimes when you, when you, when you come in like that and you're, you're raring to go. So, but he, but he, done, he did OK. He obviously works ever so hard on that right-hand side. I really like him. He's very dynamic. He gets at the full-back. He had a good battle, actually, with, with Galloway, uh, Everton's young left-back. That was a good, good match on the day. But, you know, the more games he plays, the more sharper he's going to get and the better we're going to see of him. But uh, he's a player with huge potential. We all know that at a football club. And uh, 
hopefully we'll get a run of games now with obviously Aaron Ramsey unfortunately out injured. Another key performer on the day, obviously, was Peter Cech in that vital save toward the end as well. Um, a, a guy who's made a huge difference, I feel, coming in. And that's no disrespect at all to the keepers we've had in recent years, but he really is a class act. Well, in the last week, he's been absolutely incredible, hasn't he, really? You know, Bayern Munich, he worked one man on the match rightly so. He was absolutely outstanding on the night. A string of world-class saves, he really was. Kept in the game at times, went on to win that game. And, you know, what springs into my mind, the Everton game, is, is the late save late on. You know, he, he guessed which way he went to his left-hand side. De La Feo, I think it was. And he comes charging straight up his line at him. And, uh, you know, it's a class act, he really is. And at vital times, he, he makes vital saves. And for me, that's a sign of a, of a top-draw goalkeeper. And he's definitely one of them. I think a lot of people would say that one of the, the perhaps surprise packages, Stephen, is in and around your old position in kind of the more defensive central midfield role where Coquelin and Cthulhu probably wasn't everybody's expected pairing, but uh, it's gelled very effectively, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I probably don't think it was everyone's pairing, but, but they seem to have a great understanding. I think they both complement each other very well. He's very defensive-minded, Coquelin. He's done an excellent job since coming into the team. Really has grown as a player. And Santi Cazorla, you know, I was talking about, him, talking about him on the match day show. He's played in a number of positions for us. We've seen him you know, wide left, wide right. But for me, he's definitely better, you know, in, in that midfield, central midfield area where he gets on the ball, he dictates play. And he's a huge player for us now. And we, we, we sorely miss him when he doesn't play, that's for sure. Just want to take stock European-wise, Stephen, if we can as well. Obviously, that magnificent victory over Bayern Munich in the midweek just gone. And obviously, in another few days' time, preparing for that all-important second match against them in Munich. But uh, a brilliant, brilliant night and hopefully a huge amount to build upon. And that's going to be the key thing now, European-wise, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, what the team and the manager can, can take from the, the first game. We won the game and we didn't dominate possession. It's very rare for a team like us. And I think it's going to be exactly the same away in Munich. I think Munich will, will dominate possession. They have higher higher stats in, in possession of the football, move around well. But we we were electric on the break at, at the Emirates when we beat them 2-0 midweek. And I think pretty sure our game plan will be pretty similar. But we can take a lot of heart and a lot of confidence. And psychologically, it's a big thing when you know you can beat a team as well. And hopefully we can go out there and, and get a positive result and, and really kick on in the group then. And games coming really thick and fast, obviously. Capital One Cup with Sheffield Wednesday in midweek. Then the big Premier League game that we'll preview Adrian Clark in a moment against Swansea. Then Bayern Munich. Hopefully it's the kind of squad as well that can really stand up to all of these rigours. Very much so. You know, he does believe in his squad, the boss. You know, he always keeps coming out and saying it's a squad game and it definitely is. I'm pretty sure there'll be, you know, nearly enough wholesale changes against, you know, Sheffield Wednesday. No disrespect to them in, in, in in the week in the League Cup there's a lot of players that haven't had lots of football that will be itching, itching to get a game I'm sure so I'm sure he'll rotate then and uh, he's back to the Premier League you get a game on Saturday but that's what happens you know there's fixtures coming thick and fast but at the moment the squad's holding up and, and we're playing ever so well and it's, it's, it's a joy to watch him play at the moment it really is Let's finish off then Stephen with a couple of tweets from our listeners at uh, AJDalotric13 first of all has tweeted in says can you please ask Stephen is there anyone else in the same form as Mesut Ertzel at the moment? I'd have to say no to be honest with you you know he's, uh, he's really grown he has taken him a bit of time he's had his critics as well at times but uh, I think he's been sensational. I thoroughly enjoyed his, his assist for the first goal, the Everton goal. I was right behind the ball when he whipped that. And it's a very difficult technique to do. It's thundering down with rain. To get that spot on for Olivier Giroud slipped for the first goal was exceptional. I'm, watching, I'm really enjoying watching his overplay. play. You know, he's probably admitted himself it took him a little bit of time to adapt. He got an injury. But this season, especially the last three or four weeks, I think we're starting to see, you know, the player that we, that we all knew what, what, you know, was in him. And uh, as I say, he's a joy to watch Arsene Wenger.
And this is a cra- after the game. Absolutely. Sorry. And this is a cracking one to finish off from at Connor Grace One. Uh, ask Husey, please. Are Ertzel, Alexis and Cathola the best trio in the Premier League? And, you know, you look at Mata, Depay, Martial, say at Man United, or Hazard, William, Oscar or Pedro, whoever plays for Chelsea, uh, De Bruyne, Silver, Sterling, say at Man City. There are some great trios, aren't there? This is a really tough one from Connor. Yeah, it is, very much so. But on current form, I'd have to say yes. Obviously, we're all a bit biased. But um, on current form, you, you, you'd, have to say, you'd have to say yes. They're a joy to watch. They really are. And when they move the ball around, it, you know, it's, it's fantastic to watch. There's, there's everything in that trio. There's, there's pace, there's goals, there's assists. And they're all technically superb. So we're very lucky and fortunate to have that, that free in, in, you know, in the team. And we all enjoy watching them play. Great stuff there from Stephen Hughes. Hughesy, thanks indeed for coming on. And, uh, of course, you can hear plenty more from Stephen on the Arsenal Player in the Match Day show throughout the course of the week. And in just a moment, we'll catch up with another member of that exact same panel. So, from Stephen Hughes to Adrian Clark, friend of the Arsenal Weekly podcast, former gunner, and another star from the Match Day show and every Monday on the breakdown as well. Uh, Aid, we're going to look ahead to that big game this coming weekend against Swansea City. Morning, how are you? Very, very well, thank you. Should be an interesting match. This Swansea have started the season well, had a blip, mm. coming back strong again. Yeah, well, they've, they've been a bit of a bogey team as well for Arsenal in, in recent seasons. Since they got promoted to the Premier League, they've, they've caused one or two upsets. Uh, and Gary Monk has got the better of Arsene Wenger on, on a couple of occasions. So they'll feel confident. They'll feel a lot better about themselves having won at Aston Villa. They were awful in the previous match and they were very low on confidence. So, yeah, so I think this is, it's always a test going to the Liberty Stadium. Stadium and I don't think this week will be any different. Always enjoy it when some of the most exciting, young, highly rated managers in the Premier League pit their wits against some of the, the masters like Mr Wenger. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Gary Monk is in that category, no doubt about that. I couldn't believe that, that there was speculation a week or two ago that he might lose his job. This is, this is one of the best young managers in the country. He's been terrific. He has improved Swansea. And, and, and they've changed from, from being a side that plays total football now they still retain that 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 element of, of passing the ball around nicely, but they've got they've got a, a meaner side too, and I think that reflects his his defensive personality. They've got a good blend there. Yeah, absolutely. So Andre Ayew, of course, has been one of their leading lights. Are you surprised at how pretty much immediately he slotted in and worked? Yeah, I think he's done very well. No no question about that. He's a talent. I mean, he has been playing at a top European club, so this isn't this isn't a totally left field signing. I thought they did well to attract him to the Liberty Stadium and, and he's, he's, he's done very, very well. Coming in off that right side, scoring goals, he's particularly good in the air. He's someone we'll have to keep a close eye on. Mm, I remember watching an earlier game in the season against Chelsea where that marauding front three really gave the Blues a very tough time. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Jefferson Montero, we know all about his threat. He, he, you know, Callum Chambers can, can warn Hector Bellerin about him ahead of kickoff. <laughs> Gomez is a big front man, a real handful. Uh, and Ayu comes in off the flank not in the same way that Aaron Ramsey does, but but he plays as, a, as like a second centre forward. He sometimes he makes those runs in from outside to in, and he gets into the right positions to score. He's a good player. So is this the area do you think up front and out wide where Swansea will look to exploit Arsenal? I do. If you t- if you're asking me where they can hurt us, I, th- I think it's it's with Ayu making those runs from the right hand side into the box. He, he's unpredictable, and Arsenal need to be aware of it. Whenever Jefferson Montero has it, he's going to look to. Sn- 
sneak in uh, and win a header inside the box. The centre-halves are going to have to be very, very alive to him. Of course, the traditional flip side of this, Adrian, is where can Arsenal potentially hurt the Swans? <laughs> well, yeah, just, just play, the, play the way they are. I mean, at the moment, Arsenal are looking terrific going forward, really, really exciting. If you're talking about a weak link, I would say perhaps Carl Norton at right back and Federico Fernandez, the right-sided centre-back. Those two are perhaps players that, that, that are maybe not at the same level as, as the rest of the side. So that could be good news for Alexis Sanchez. Um, he hasn't been in the best form in the, in the last couple of weeks, but I can see him um, really giving Swansea a hard time down that side. Would that be the key head-to-head -head battle area, or have you got another one? No, I've got another one. I think I think Gomez he, against Koscielny is really interesting. That's, that's full-blooded, isn't it? <laughs> you know that there'll be no quarter given there. Nothing and left out on the pitch. No, Koscielny <laughs> has had good practice by, by marking Lukaku last weekend. Similar type of player. And I thought he just about won that battle. But there were one or two occasions where Koscielny got too tight and Lukaku and Everton got in behind him. Hopefully he's learned that lesson. I want to see him be aggressive, but you can't afford to leave too much space in behind. So it's a balancing act for Koscielny. That's a good head-to-head. -head. This is going to be a fascinating game. Looking forward to it already. So in a sentence, Adrian, how do Arsenal beat Swansea City? Well, you, this isn't a sentence you, you hear every day of the week. So please don't laugh. Arsenal could win. <laughs> Arsenal, you've already started laughing. Arsenal could win this match by emulating Stoke City's tactics. Now, oh. <laughs> now hear me out. Um, Stoke this City. This is a new Stoke. Obviously. Yeah, the new Stoke. Uh, they went to Liberty Stadium. They were very narrow, very compact, very disciplined. And they said, come on then, break us down. We're not going to allow you to stretch the game. And Swansea, low on confidence, ran out of ideas. I think if Arsenal can do that... They've got the attacking players to go on and win this game. I know that's a long sentence, but that's how I see it. Clarky, always a pleasure, mate. <laughs> All right, cheers. So that's full time on this week's show. My thanks to Per Mertesacker, to Adrian Clark, and of course to Stephen Hughes for their contributions today. And remember, you can tweet your questions to the podcast by using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And remember, if you've not hit the subscribe button already on iTunes, do so and you will never miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 2nd of November. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the Arsenal Weekly podcast on iTunes or listen to a new show every Monday on arsenal.com and SoundCloud. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.